Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Friday PM. Come on! I love this time. It's like you can't start it without it, eh? And the team really humor me that they, they always keep me in suspense and I'm always thinking, are oh, they going to leave me hanging? And then they just jump in. I'm always, always so happy. Thank you, guys. They got my back. Well, welcome, everyone, wherever you're joining us from. If it's your first time that you have clicked on this video, someone could have sent it to you, or you just find it by mistake. It's not a mistake. It's by divine appointment. So welcome. We hope that you enjoy this time together and all the other Vine Song Friday PMs. And we really pray you'll be blessed by it. And for those of you who've been watching for many episodes and many weeks or months, you are especially welcome as well. God bless you. Great to see you again. We've got a great topic for you today. But before we get there, we want to quickly talk about our new studio, guys. I mean, isn't this fantastic? Yeah. We've officially moved studios. We had to sell the old place, get the new one. And uh, yeah, as you know, it's not real, okay? I, I suppose you've seen a couple of episodes before. I'm sure you know it by now. But uh, just a little bit more spacious in here. And you see this lovely couch behind us. We had to wake Christoph up. He was snoozing in there earlier. Is yeah. that a nice rest you had, Christoph? Brilliant. <laughs> okay, so he's with us now. You look so good, man. You look refreshed. Thank you. Work for you. Rachel oh, also man. looks amazing. May we just add Rachel? Rachel. Speaking oh. of new things. Oh, new things. And then the other new thing, of course, is the Friday PM sign up there. Yeah, looking good. Well, that was hard work getting that to stay up there, Zach. We'll get the grilling yeah, and the, the mounting and mounting we'll and find any electricity. Wow, but we hope you like it. We, we wanted to make it look really nice so that you can enjoy it with us. So today's topic, I want to warn you in advance, it might be a little longer than the usual episodes. So remember, you can pause it and quickly get a cup of coffee or tea or whatever and uh, just continue watching, but make yourself comfortable. We'll try not to make it long, but if it's a little longer, please bear with us because we're very excited about the topic today and we know that it is going to be life-changing uh, for us and for all the all of you that are watching so we're very excited so we want to get right into it um, I'm going to ask Charlene to uh, read two scriptures that I think kind of sets the tone a bit and we're going to start talking about it so Charlene why don't you take it away yes and Palmyra you're watching and she shared this with me this morning Dan and it was so wonderful how it just ties in with what we're about to do is linger in his presence and it's from Isaiah 43, verse 19. He says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. And the second one's from Habakkuk 1, verse 5. And every time God did something in Israel, he was about to do something big, he would ask for everyone to draw near to the Lord mm. and to hear from him and to separate themselves unto the Lord. In Joshua, they were about to go in and conquer Jericho. And the Lord said to the elders, go all around Israel and tell everyone to draw near to me. And we believe God is doing something big. He's about to do something new. 
and we feel as a team and we this came was birthed out of one of our lovely times of chatting and about the Lord sharing yeah. and praying and worshiping together and we felt we needed to talk about lingering and drawing near to God. Yeah. Rachel. Yeah, I mean it's it can be a scary subject at times because sometimes when we think about um, lingering in God's presence, we think we don't have enough time. Uh, we feel like we don't know how to do it. And th these great men of God and women of God that we see on YouTube, they must be able to do it better because they get these profound revelations and they preach these messages that we could never imagine that we could ever preach. And we sometimes get put off by other people. But God starts with us where we are. He's, he's not interested in somebody else's walk with him and he's not trying to compare us with anybody else. And so we mustn't feel intimidated when we go into God's presence. Um, we have had in a previous episode where we had Sumner, where he talked about being in his presence. He said that we can come boldly before the throne of, of God, you know, come with all outspokenness, that it's not reserved for a few special people. It's just that if we say, God, just spend some time, let's just calm ourselves down and say, God, I'm just going to come to you with whatever I have. Yeah. And I'm going to develop a relationship with you. Because how do we build relationships with people? We spend time with them. You can't just spend time with someone in a group and say that you really know them very well. You can know a lot about them and you can observe them. But it's only on that, in that one-to-one -one and that real interaction that you really get to know that person, what's on their heart, yeah. what they're thinking. You don't do that from a distance. It doesn't, doesn't work. Mm. Mm. Charlene, what really uh, was good to hear this morning is what you said in November, that the Lord just gave you a real revelation on what those times look like or shouldn't look like. Yes, because all my life I had this real passion to want to connect with the Holy Spirit and have that quiet time. But it's it's incredible how the moment you make time to sit down, everything starts happening. And the enemy hates when we mm. draw near to the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's drawing near to that all-consuming fire. Mm. When you're sitting in front of a fire and you feel the heat of the fire, you are warmed by it. And the more you spend time with the all-consuming fire, the Holy Spirit, you are heated, so heated up, you are warmed up, you are lit up so that you can light up the world around you. And I used to pray to him, God, give me a passion to sit and wait in your presence. Just like you said, so many of these, you know, preachers and teachers of the word, they look like they're so on fire. How do they get there? And it was the simplest little revelation. He said to me, you're a worshiper. Just worship me. And I said, yes, I am. I, I love to worship. And I eventually just started every time just worshiping him. I would just sing my own little words. And I realized it's not that he wants to be adored and he has this huge ego to be um, stroked. It's in when I start worshiping, it softens my heart to receive and it opens my ears to hear. And I realize it breaks down the enemy's strongholds. It uh, opens up doors 
it, it just is the most amazing big door that whoo, opens up when you start worshipping. And I, I became a prayer warrior. I got downloads from the Holy Spirit. And it was just through practical ways of learning to just become a worshipper. And I think we all are worshippers, isn't it? We're not mm. singing songs. We're all called to be worshipped. When Satan was kicked out of heaven, there was no one to take his place. And we are now there to worship him around the throne every single moment of the day. And we're all called to be worshippers. Mm -hmm. um, well, just to add to uh, what Rachel and Charlene were saying, when we talk about the, the great heroes of faith in our day, and um, when, when we were talking about this yesterday, uh, the Lord brought to mind Hebrews 11 and 12. And in Hebrews 11, the whole chapter, you can get in your own time, but it talks about the heroes, the, the Billy Grahams and the Reinhard Bonkies of the Old Testament. You know, Abraham and Moses and and all the Enoch and all the heroes of faith. And in Hebrews 12, uh, Paul starts by saying, therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses, yeah. let us run the race with endurance and let us keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And he, and he says that to, to draw this comparison because these great heroes of old, the manifestation of God that they came to is this big, you know, the presence of God there. If you dropped, if you touch the ark in the wrong way, you drop dead. Yeah. You know, if you, it, the, where, where when God spoke to Moses, he was so, it was so overwhelming. He was mm. terrified and trembling and he begged for it to stop. People would beg for the voice of mm. God to stop. But Paul's saying, we've not come to that, that manifestation of God. We've come to Jesus, who's mm. the mediator between God and man. And we have this, now this, this manifestation of God that is easier to draw it near to. And for, I don't know about you guys, but for me, you know, when a day goes by and I know I've wronged somebody or I've done something wrong myself and I know I'm not acting the way that I should and I've, or I've got, you know, sin in this area that God's dealing with or, you know, for me it's so difficult sometimes to draw near to the presence of God and God's saying, you know, Paul is saying about God, he's saying you've not come to this, this, this you know, uh, yeah. this thing that, that cannot be touched. We, or we've not come to something that can be touched, rather. We've mm. not come to this burning bush, but we've come to, 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 to Jesus, who, who's welcoming us with open arms and to say, you know, come and draw near to me and I'll, you know, I'll do for you what you need. Mm. And just to have that freedom that you're not, you know, God's light exposes everything. And that, that, but that's God's, but Jesus is saying, that's okay. That's what, that the blood of Jesus speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Mm. Amen. I, I'm sorry, I'm just reminded about Romans 8 verse 26 is wonderful. In, in the um, J.B. Phillips version, it says, uh, the Spirit also helps us in our present limitations. Because yeah. we feel so limited, isn't it? Yeah. When, when you eventually sit down and you're like, um, so hello God, uh, what are we going to do today? Uh, can you hear me? You know, how's your day? <laughs> yeah, I've actually asked him that. Yeah. But anyway, I just love how he says the spirit also helps us in our present limitations. For example, we do not know how to pray worthily, mm. but his spirit within us is actually praying for us in those agonizing longings which cannot find words. Yeah. I mm. love how he, he does it for us. Yeah. It's so wonderful. We don't have to try anymore. We can just start by worshiping Him. I love mm. that. Mm. Well, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, warmth, 
you know, and it, it's for me, it's like just drawing nearer to the warmth of Him, drawing nearer to Him. And, uh, you know, talking about the burning bush, um, you know, when the Holy Spirit came, there was fire, you know, fires. There's always a kind of a warmth, a heat. Uh, and I think that's, you know, I'm sure everyone has sat in the winter times, you know, near a, a warm fire. What do you do? Or against the radiator, you just go, oh, I want to just get near that warmth. And it's, it's that warmth that kind of comforts us, makes us feel not cold, makes us feel, it just relaxes us, makes us feel, I'm okay, I'm, okay, I'm warm. And it's that warmth of his presence that 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 he wants us to to linger in. And funny enough, uh, uh, Rick Warren said that it's not the light that changes us; it's the heat, it's the warmth, it's the heat of his presence, and also the heat of certain situations, of course, that and, and people around us that can that can change us. But it's also the heat of of his presence. That's when really I think that you say the worshiping. That's where that's where the biggest change. I believe it does come. Yeah. And other people will feel that heat as well. Yeah. Once That's you right. are heated mm. up by Him and the fire is burning inside of you. We were just saying that when we were all chatting the other day, that once you go out there, you're lighting up the world. People will come to you. They'll be attracted by this Holy Spirit burning in you, that, which ultimately will open up their eyes to what is needed in their life. And yeah. they'll tell you, please, Whatever you have, I don't know who you are, but whatever you have, I want it. Yeah. And mm. they'll see it without you having to say a word. Yeah. Mm. And, and I, I believe it's these times that Habakkuk and Isaiah spoke about. That yeah. He's doing a new thing. It reminds me of Pastor Sanusi's testimony recently. Yes, he, there you go. He was walking, I'm not sure if it was in the garden or, or his, his nature. He was going out on a walk and he was praying in the spirit. And this man stopped him. I think I believe he's an Asian man. Mm -hmm. And this man came to him and he said, excuse me, you just called my name. And Pastor Sanusi said, no, he said, I, did, I was just praying. And the man said, no, you, you, you didn't just call my name, but you called all my names. Mm. And not only did you call all my names, but you spoke a blessing over me wow. and right. over my life. Amazing. What can I do? And he said it was what the fastest uh, the salvation, salvation he's ever seen <laughs> in 25 years. In 25 years, yeah. The and man now. just said, "Well, I want what you want." Well, and after that, he received the Holy Spirit as well. Yes. He said, "Well, how can I get all of it?" So yes. this man was that's the fire, yeah. just like oh. man. Yeah, but, I think Bible, yeah, Bible mentions uh, something uh, later, where when apostles got the Holy Spirit, um, I, I believe Peter was walking around and yes. and people were healed yes. by the touch of his shadow. Yes. yes. Yeah. So this is something similar, but but I believe that uh, radiancy that uh, as Christians we can we can have around us. This is what he had in such an extent that basically his shadow was able to perform miracles without him even doing anything, just being there. So so with his with the radius of of his presence, his presence people yes. were mm. yeah. people were healed because he was there because Jesus was so radiant in him that. It was, it was around him. His aura was, yeah. was touching mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Because yeah. he spent time in God's presence, and I think that's, we get so scared of God's presence, and oh, I might, I might get bored, and at, but in the presence of God, there's the fullness of joy. But it's only out of that presence that we can do any of the things that we, these signs and wonders, they don't emanate from us, because we spend time with God. We're in His presence, and it's like a natural outflow of God. So we don't. One of the things for me. I used to struggle to get into God's presence. So, you know, I, I remember I used to spend time with God. But one of the things for me is like, I'm afraid that God's going to tell me to do something that I don't think I can do. He's mm. going to ask me mm. to do something that I'm not going to be able to do. And then 
So, you know, I'll come into his presence, but it's a bit scary because what if he asks me to do something and I fail? Because mm. then how do I how do I go on? And that was really one of the fears that I held. But God is not like that. Mm. He's not going to give us a task that we cannot perform because, it, because it's his power that performs the things that he gives us to do. And we just have to be obedient and say, OK, God, I don't know how this is going to happen, but you said it. So it's your word. So I trust you to perform it. You mm. watch over your word to perform it. I don't have to watch over it. The Bible says that Amen. you watch over your word, Amen. that it's performed that your word does not return to you void. Yeah. Um, so I think that's Amen. that's important to know that when we come into God's presence, we don't we can really rely on him and we can really trust him. He's not going to abuse us no. or try and make us do weird things, you know. I think for me the struggle was many times that I thought many times that I feel I must really have a great prayer that before he hears me or that I must really... I don't know, I just I just felt a kind of a, you know, I struggled for many years just to be myself. If I don't feel like it, just to say, Lord, I'm just going to lie here and I've come to spend time with you. But you know what? I don't feel like praying. And quite frankly, I don't feel like singing or worshipping or interceding right now. I'm actually a little bit tired. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to chill. So if you want to speak to me, I'll listen. But I'm just going to lie here and wait. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's just had to get to, to that place. And... It's almost like sometimes I felt, well, God doesn't actually know what I'm going through right now. So maybe I'll just make sure to tell him kind of what's actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he knows us inside out. But I think just to be yourself. Yeah. Don't try and be someone else. Don't try and copy someone else's behavior or, or necessarily their, their gifting because we, we, all, we all received a, a different measure of faith. Some have the faith to believe God's in the room or they can move mountains. It's great. But... If it doesn't work for you, then don't don't do it. Yeah. Um, just be yourself. Um, press in, and I believe the Lord always stretches us. That He always wants more. He wants us to grow in our in our relationship with Him. But just to be yourself, I think is something that really has become. I'm still working on it. The Lord's still helping me, but that's that has become a little easier. Not to feel the pressure and the guilt. Yeah. Oh my word. Because that's the guilt. Yeah, that's the enemy. Mm. You know, that's one of the things he wants to make you feel so guilty for everything you have done, did, will do. <laughs> that you're not yeah. worthy. And you're not worthy. And that's yeah. so wonderful how he says, yeah, that, um, for example, we don't know how to pray worthily. Mm. And there he comes to meet us in yeah. our unworthiness. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Dan, you and I, when you get to a place where you're so comfortable with each other that you don't need to say anything. We can just sit there, maybe sipping our coffees in the morning, and we don't have to say anything. Just mm. being together is speaks a thousand words, you yeah. know. And when you can get to that place, I know the things of you that annoys me. You know the things of me that annoy you. And yet the Holy Spirit wants to spend time with me yeah. and just mm. sit there. And even if I'm quiet, I love that. Yeah. 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 And that, Sorry, got what yeah. you said about coming with a with a prayer, how to start. Mm -hmm. uh, I just remember I had once conversation with my friend uh, quite a few years ago, and uh, she mentioned to me that basically you have you have the 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 the, the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven, how be thou uh, thou name, uh, and you have that uh, one version that everybody knows. 
in every language there's in English, there's a one version, quite standard in Polish that I growing up as a Catholic know and everybody knows can kind of say by heart. And she told me that uh, her grandmother, I, I believe, uh, was always beginning prayer with that prayer, the Lord's Prayer. And she kind of grew up thinking that this is the way it's supposed to be. And, that, and then I kind of discussed with her, I had this different translation of the Bible and the Lord's Prayer is very different there. Mm. And in a way that made me think, wow, it's, I've, I've never knew it like that, you know. And I told her that, that basically the Lord's Prayer is another, I, mean, I believe it's special, but it's not just a scripture, you know. It's, it's got verses and this is in a chapter. So it, we took it apart as a separate form of, uh, in some churches, a uh, religious part of, of the service, uh, could be. But she grew up thinking that must be a, a starting point to mm. the prayer. And I told her, look, th it looks like that in my, my, my Bible, in the Bible I, ju I just got. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I never thought of it. I thought it's, it's how you're supposed to start encounter with the Lord with a certain way yeah. of entering in His presence. But so she, it got her thinking that I can do it differently because a prayer is it's different translation. It can mean a little bit differently. Mm. You know, there's not a strict way or a default right. template how yes. to right. start yes. a prayer or Pray, you know. Yeah. You don't have to be legalistic. Yeah. yeah, and and based on both of what I mean, just going back to what both of you were talking about, is struggling to what do I say, God, when I'm mm. here, and and one like I remember a couple of years back, uh, this uh, I read this scripture for like, and it was like re you know when you read a verse or a, you read a, a, a piece of scripture and it's like the first time you've ever heard it. Yeah. And it was when Jesus was telling the parable of the two men who went to the temple to. Um, mm. To, I think it was to to off to make an offering to God and the, the first one was a Pharisee and he went and he said oh God thank you that I'm not like all the other heathens thank you that you know I'm not uh, you know I, I haven't done this and that I've paid all my tithes and thank you that and he's very grateful but in a really arrogant way and the second man came and he I think he was a maybe a tax collector yeah, or was a tax collector yeah. tax collector which was like the reviled people back in that day that's like probably closest to, you know, I don't know, a banker or something now. Politicians. Yeah. Politician. Yeah. So, so you, you, <laughs> and, and, and the man came and he, and he stood at a distance from the temple and he, he beat his, his chest, chest. Yeah. and he said, God have mercy on wow. me. A and sinner. put his head down. Mm. He didn't even dare to look up. Wow. Didn't even, look didn't even up. dare to mm. look up. I had a, I had a heart posture of humility. Mm. Have mercy on me, a mm. sinner. Mm. And Jesus said, which of the two men do you think went away approved? Wow. Mm. And for me, that stuck around. So, I mean, sometimes I would, when I was just feeling at my worst, I would just come into the presence of God and just say, have mercy on me. Mm. Have mercy on me. It's mm. all I could Being play. aware of the mercy that is available to you. Yeah. At any given moment. And it, it, it just gets you down to your knees. Mm. I want to refer back to Christoph uh, on, on the, about the, the Lord's Prayer. Mm. You know, because the disciples asked, asked him, Teach us how to pray. Yeah. So if we want to pray, you know, he gave us that help. But this one little girl said, you know, uh, uh, someone asked this, this little girl, or the little girl said, um, do you know what God does? What's his profession? And uh, they said, no. She said, well, he's an artist. She said, why? Because she said, duh, you know, he says, our father who does art in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> um, 
But just referring back to, to the Lord's Prayer, I think the, the Lord just gave us some some structure there because if we do entries court, it's yes. guideline. Yeah. Entries court with praise. Yeah. It is good to praise Him. And to starts and finishes with praise. Yes, to, to praise. And then immediately for me, the humbling part of that prayer is that He says, I can immediately ask. I don't have to do all the other stuff. I can immediately mm. ask and express my need. Almost to say, hey, just empty your heart. Just come and lay it all out in front of me. Just tell me what you're going through, what's happening in your life. And I want to hear all about it. And after you've done that, uh, then he's saying, well, then, hey, after that, you have to repent of any sin that's in your life. And while you're at it, you might as well remember not to forget to forgive someone else that sinned against you. Mm -hmm. Just so before you get really, you yeah. know, sidetracked. <laughs> and then don't forget to rebuke the enemy yeah. while you're at it. Because you've got to rebuke him every day of your life. Say, hey, you've got to rebuke Satan if you're not aware of the enemy. You'll miss that part. Yeah. Before we started this recording, by the way, we had uh, flies coming in. We had alarms going off at the house. Sure. You know, we had different things. And we see these little kind of manifestations all the time. And uh, so we need to be aware of, of you know, to rebuke the enemy. And then at the end, what does the Lord say again? You know, to, to thou be the kingdom, you know, the power and the glory. Yeah. And just to exalt him. Now, you can't yes. do it every single time. And I don't think it's maybe something, you know, I don't think we all stick to that. Uh, structure every time but yes I think to keep those ingredients in mind it's like a, ingredients to a, a good cake or a good meal Absolutely. you know it's kind of key ingredients if you miss the salt you know you kind of will know okay we mustn't forget the salt and that, after a while you realize salt's pretty good mm. it's one thing I shouldn't miss to put in there because I miss it you know when you when you taste of that spiritual fruit of your yeah. of your prayers can we talk about um, this guy, Charlene? How did we know of, of, of Dutch Sheets uh, eventually? Did you find him? No, no, no. Dutch, Dutch has been around for many years. He's just started a, um, a thing online during the lockdown, or, or it was revealed to him a few years ago, mm -hmm. that we need to draw nearer to the Lord and that he should start a, uh, episodes on his YouTube channel called Give Him 15. And he's been doing it kind of uh, on and off for a few years. But when the lockdown came, he was able to start doing it every day. And so recently he has a book called The Pleasure of His Company. And uh, he, he just had um, a revelation or, or basically just revealing to us that God is about to do a new thing and we need to draw near to him. and. They felt to read a chapter every day from his book, mm. uh, just telling us how beautiful his presence is and that lingering, the word lingering means to leave slowly and leave hesitantly. And I think many times, he mentioned it this morning, many times he's got a bit of, of a Santa Claus uh, uh, mentality, mentality where yeah. where we come and sit on his lap and, and we hear, tell him everything we want and five minutes later we leave, you mm -hmm. know. I think many people have that Santa Claus mentality of God. Um, but really the Lord is teaching and it, we're, it's being confirmed everywhere that it is time to draw near to the Lord and draw near to his presence. And, you know, uh, some... Um, Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, The Lord appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. So he's been drawing us all these years. 
we just need to draw near to him yeah. mm. and david in psalm 63 and 62 says my god earnestly i seek you 62 says my soul alone waits for you in silence mm. and there's a wonderful chapter in the book called lingering where mm. we just come and really when you cross that kind of prayer barrier you know, when you finally get into his presence, getting rid of everything that's going on in, in your life, you are so close to him that you don't want to leave. Mm. And he said that David was a man after God's own heart. We all know that. He wasn't a man after God's presence. And one thing that stuck with me in his book is he said, I don't know about you, but I'll allow many people into my presence. Mm but very few get into my heart because my heart is breakable and easily broken and I know which ones I can trust with my presence. Mm. And I'm praying, and that's something that's been on our hearts, is to say, Lord, allow us to be trusted with your anointing, your mm. very special anointing. Allow us to be trusted mm. so that we don't squander it and throw it like pearls to pigs. Mm. Uh, before Christoph reads, uh, Christoph, you you are you're busy reading through this book, and there's a really a, a story there that you really like that Christoph's going to read to us. But before he reads it, maybe just have a quick glimpse. Those of you are not familiar with uh, Dutch sheets and his ministry, just a quick few second uh, extract of one of his uh, give him fifteen. So have a quick look. I enjoy reading about David and his walk with God. It has been revealing and enriching to observe theirs, he and God's relationship in the scriptures, the good, the bad, and the ugly. One thing I especially like is that David kept it real, sharing with God his most intimate thoughts, whether he was joyful, discouraged, lonely, or on top of the world. David talked to the Lord about it. Also, welcome back. And when Christoph now reads this, you can kind of just hear he's got a lovely tone, doesn't he? He's got like a soothing, real soothing voice and everyone just comments that it's, it's real peaceful, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's got this peaceful way of, of yeah. speaking. So Christoph, why don't you share that, that, that story with us? Because it's, it's great. The Dutch was describing how he plays hide-and-seek with, uh, with his daughters. And he says, judging by kids, there is something born into our... Uh, hearts that makes us enjoy the pursuit whether it's a treasure hunt an easter egg hunt or a hide and seek the build-up of anticipation and expectation adds a sense of mystique to the process and the search becomes an adventure i started playing hide and seek indoors with my daughters sarah and hannah when they were very young they weren't very good at it i could always find places to hide under a blanket, in a closet, under a table, wanting them to enjoy the game. However, I would make small noises to reveal my hiding place. They would fling open the door or jerk back the blanket and shriek for joy as I acted bummed out because they had found me. They knew, of course, I wasn't really upset, just having fun. I actually loved it when they found me. And... Uh, don't you, don't you want to read the rest of this? Just to, uh, okay. Yeah. It says further on, 
God plays hide and seek with his kids as well, and he too loves it when we find him. If you seek him, he will let you find him, said Azariah, an Old Testament prophet to Israel. Uh, it's in Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 2. Uh, the people listened to Azariah and sought the Lord, and just as God promised, he allowed them to find him. And it says this in, in Chronicles. All Judah rejoiced concerning the oath, for they had sworn with their whole heart and had sought him earnestly, and he let them found, find him. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. And it's amazing to me that uh, Dodge compares in this book uh, biblical stories and God's attributes to basically him as a father in what he found in his, I believe, uh, private life with his family or uh, in his private experience. And it really speaks, uh, speaks words to, 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 to us, to me. And in the Old Testament, uh, especially God, he spoke to Israel in many ways. And it was because he was before Jesus' covenant, uh, the presence of God was still distant. And that's why they had the temple. That's why they had the tent. But every time uh, God tried to make way towards, towards the people uh, to, to help them to find him, to find his presence. And within the law that he created, because the men were broken, the, 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 they were fallen, so they weren't able to enter his presence. He had prophets, he had mediators to find a way somehow to, to get to the people to, and to help the people get to him. It was very difficult, but he made, he made like, uh, uh, he made those uh, marks, noises, he, he made, uh, uh, he, he created help in, just in form of prophets. And he made those circumstances for the people to be able to be in, in his presence as much as it was possible within the law. Mm. And... Uh, I believe today also when we see circumstances and we also say we hear God's voice, we see uh, things happening in our environment that indicate that God is, is leading us, He's guiding us mm. throughout our life. And we see uh, by other people, by, by many circumstances, God is trying to speak to us directly, indirectly, in many ways. And we have to, uh, like Shani said, linger and try to really hear that voice and see those signs. And as every chapter finishes, Dutch, uh, I, I like I like his, his points, his, 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 his ending, finishing thoughts. Uh, this is what he writes here about finding God. I'll bet if you listen closely right now, you'll find that he's making some noises. Why don't you go and find him? So... I believe it spoke really to me and like like loving God, like loving Father, playing hide and seek, he's making noises, he's trying uh, to help us to find him in uh, our life. You know, praise the Lord. Thank you, Christoph. Great to share that. Um, and moving from there to just maybe a, a final thought uh, before we close is to talk about um, the vine and the branches from, uh, from John 15. Mm. That you know this abiding and this this um, remaining. remaining. That's the word. Thank you, Zach. Uh, remaining and resting and waiting on Him. 
It's all about plugging in, making sure that we're connected to get the fullness. Um, as as the vines are connected to to the branch. So Zach, why don't you, uh, if you can please read this for us, John fifteen, verse one to ten. I am the real vine, and my Father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that does not bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing he prunes back, so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message I have spoken. Live in me. Make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch cannot bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you cannot produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood, gathered up and thrown on the bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is how my Father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as my disciples, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done, kept my Father's commands and made myself at home in his love. Thank you, Zach. I love the way that the message says making yourself at home, isn't it? And You know, when you're home, you're home. When you walk into your home, you just feel like, oh, I've beaten traffic, or I've been out on the market, or I've been at work, or I've... I've had some challenges here and there. You know, when you go out, you know, life is, life is <laughs> challenging enough. Yeah. But when you come home and you go through the front door, what do you feel like? Oh, I'm home. Yeah. And it's this feeling that, that God, I think what we're saying is that God wants that from us to feel at home when we're in His presence, not to feel pressure, not to feel like you can't relax. If you want to put your feet up, put your feet up. If you want to just lie on the couch and put your feet up and just chill, you know, you won't do it in someone else's home, do you? Yeah. I mean, you've got to know them really well yeah. before you walk in there, kick your shoes off and go, hey, how's it? Yeah. And flop on the couch. Yeah. You don't normally do that. I mean, you've got to be, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be family or a real, real good friend. But um, that's what God wants to do with us. We must just get into his presence when we spend time with him. We must just kick our shoes off and say, I'm home. And not have this pressure like, oh, now I've got to perform. Now I've yeah. got to my best friend. Now I've got to be on my good. Now I've got to dress up and go, yeah. no. Just come as you are. Someone once said, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And, you know, I can't help to think about Martha and Mary. Um, and Martha was so busy. And many times we're busy with the things of God, but we're not busy with the God of the things. And there is a time to be a Mary and to come to his feet and just realign ourselves with his beauty and with his love and his compassion, his kindness, uh, his grace, his wanting to draw us nearer to find out who we really are. Mm. And, and this name, we, we, we look like him. Mm. We bear his DNA. Mm -hmm. And I've been really discovering that with him, is discovering him. And in discovering him, I, I discover me. And so many people now have lost who they are. They say, I don't know who I am. Yeah. Why was I born? Um, and what is my purpose? And even us, perhaps, as Christians who have been Christians yeah. for a long time, 
who've become Marthas, and one thing that Dutch says in one of his chapters is that perhaps Martha had become very familiar yes. with Jesus, and she was busy, 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 and had lost her passion mm. to sit at his feet. And I do feel sometimes when we are ministering in the church, you do scan around and you realize, even me, uh, uh, so just another Sunday, mm. but really to awaken that passion again. When you're married to somebody, uh, love is a choice. And it is a choice to say, I'm going to switch off my phone. I'm going to switch off the TV and I'm going to just come back and just read up. And the moment you just read up on how amazing he is, those wonderful feelings of love and having, oh God, have mercy, just feelings of reverence get reunited again or mm -hmm. ignited again. And then your fire gets kindled it's like John always used to say blowing on coals mm, you know that yeah. coal is glistening a little bit uh, you maybe stepped away from the fire you're starting to cool down to getting back to that those coals blowing on them yeah. in, mm. in Africa those are Africans that are watching when you come back in the morning uh, John always used to use that um, analogy mm. and you saying, God, please let there be at least one coal from the night before that is still glistening. Yes. So I don't have to, to start, afresh. start afresh. And uh, mm. and then you come and you see, wow, there is still one little coal glistening and all you need to do is mm. put a few little grasses and blowing. So just just to end is to say he's blowing on us mm. and he's, he's saying, come on, come on. Mm. I'm here. Mm. Light your fire again because it is the fire that when the disciples were together, they were with Jesus for three years. They were with him. But it is when the fire fell that their ministries were birthed. Mm. It's when the fire falls in your life that you will experience your calling and the purpose for your life. It's when 3,000 were saved. The next mm. day, Peter healed the layman at Beautiful Gate and 5,000 men, he says, were saved and believed. Mm. That's when God is going to do something. So let us... Draw near to him, draw near to the all-consuming fire and be reignited again. I believe this is the time and the place is now to draw near to him. Yeah. And with, you know, to get to that place, I think, is to draw near to his love. Yeah. If you get the closer you are to his love, the closer that fire will get ignited. Yeah. Because based on the love, I think, is where all this, that's where you want to give out of gratefulness. That's why you want to do things for him. And be all you can be, the, you know, understanding why he made you, how he made you, how wonderful he is, out of that abundance. Yeah. But uh, maybe a last thought is, uh, someone once said to me, how do you spell the word love? So I said, like, okay, L-O-V-E. He said, no, it's incorrect. So I said, really? He said, yes, it's spelled T-I-M-E. Wow. That's how you spell love. So if you love something, it comes with, it does require time. Paul Addison also said, you know, time is the most precious commodity. We talked about money matters in one, one Friday p.m. But he said the most precious commodity is not money. It's not, it's not pound, dollar, naira, whatever it is. It is time. Wow. It's the most precious commodity there is. Because someone that could be, that have a, 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 a terminal illness. Um, I've, we've actually known someone um, that have had a lot of money that, that had cancer and died at a relatively young age. 
And towards the, the end, he said, basically, you know, all that money, if I could buy time, I would give away wow. it all. Yeah. Just to buy time, just to have more time to spend. So spending time with the Lord is what is what is going to do. That's the commodity. That's the price you pay to receive that love, to receive that embrace, to learn more from Him, know more of Him. And then in turn, then our lifestyles and our lives do change. So at the end of our time together, um, I believe, and we all believe as a team, that God's going to do something special right now. And if something that we've said has stirred something in you, we really pray that the Lord will rekindle that fire that will just encourage you to get back to that place of resting, uh, residing, uh, uh, waiting on Him, just allowing to dwell in His home again, to feel that closeness once more. So if you want more of that closeness, I pray that this song that we're going to play to you, it's a vine song, song called, a vine song song, sorry, called My Rivers Dried Up, Lord. And uh, it's on YouTube available. So after this uh, 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 Friday PM, you can just look and, and put My Rivers Dried Up and look on our channel. Oh, we'll link it then. All right, we'll link it on there as well. But I really pray that this will touch you mightily. So to end our time, just be blessed by this video. So uh, um, have a look. Maybe we'll say goodbye now and then, then we'll, we'll, we'll play that video. So goodbye. God bless you. And hope we see you again next week on Friday p.m. And as we leave with this song, may the Lord touch you, bless you, keep you. And see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My rivers dried up, Lord. Help me to flow again in your spirit. i